Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome in. Happy Friday. It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me, a newly converted Braves fan, it looks like. Uh, it's uh, Israel Troop, man. Israel, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Yeah, man, I um, I got this for Christmas, uh, the year that, that they won it, you know, national champions. So, uh, pardon this interruption. <laughs> so, hang on just a minute. Make sure your dress code. All right, that's done. Make sure your dress code. Make sure your dress code. Make sure your dress code. I hope you're in dress code. So, um, speaking of dress code, uh, bet on. We are presented by BetOnline.ag uh, and Row One Brand. You can get some vintage watches that will get you in dress code for sure. But BetOnline remains your number one source for all college basketball betting this season. Eventually, college football, NBA, any sport really you want to. Um, but get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds. I don't know about bracket contests right now. Hopefully, you're doing well, but team matchup and game trends on Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games this weekend's Final Four, XFL, NBA, uh, MLB opening day. So, uh, all that's happening now. Uh, but the Final Four and Championship game are the, the things to bet on this weekend. So, Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Uh, at least for the rest of this weekend. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag It's where the game starts. So um, you had a pretty interesting trip last weekend. You went to uh, you went to Athens, went to the uh, UK Football Coaches Clinic, and you got to see spring practice. So what was – so? First of all, before I, before we get into specifics here, what was the overall experience like? What what did you do? How did it how did it go? Like what talk talk me about man, what a UGA football coaches clinic looks like? Man, it was awesome. Um, you know, I got to sit in in all the meetings. Um, you know, with Bobo and, and BMAC, um, preferably because obviously, you know, receiver, quarterback, OC type deal. Um, but it was great, man. You know, seeing the facility. I mean, they have an arcade in their locker room. Okay, they have a whole arcade. In the locker room, I'm talking about with mo- the motorcycle game, um, they shoot hoops, everything in there. So basically, you really don't have to leave the Buttsman building at all. Um, I was wow. definitely impressed by that. Um, the weight room is is phenomenal. Um, um, it, I even got to go up there and see Ron's new place, um, athletic training facility. I mean, it is it is top notch to, to say the least. I mean, those so kids. There's no excuses for for injuries now. No, uh, there, there's none whatsoever unless it's really catastrophic, in which Ron is really going to tell you, hey, you, you good, you can go out there and play anyway. Um, 
but I mean, it, it was an amazing trip. Um, you know, they rolled out the red carpet for us. Um, it was upwards of maybe 500 coaches there um, from all over the country, um, just kind of trying to see what Georgia does. Um, and let me say this, if you think for one second that there's going to be a decline in Georgia football this year, uh, you're sadly mistaken. Um, if anything, there's going to be uh, a different sense of urgency uh, with this group. Um, Kirby Smart is not taking it lightly. Um, he is firing people left and right. He is getting in their butts. Um, I mean, he is – it's a its a good thing, you know, but it's really different from Coach Rick when I was there. You can definitely tell, you know, just from an, an intensity factor. Um, not for, more so from the coaching aspect, just from, you know, what he says and how he goes about things too. So, I mean, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. The tempo at practice was awesome. I mean, they were, in, they were on and off the field. I mean, 15 periods. I mean, some were like 10 minutes apiece. I mean – maybe hour and a half, maybe hour and 40, 40 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it is get you some all day long. There's no <laughs> yeah. And, and think about it. So, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, there were, you know, uh, very hospitable to all the coaches, um, you know, me and uh, Terrence Edwards were sitting there um, looking at the offense, looking at receivers. Um, he's at Milton as well. So oh, I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a great time, you know, got to see Marcus Washington, um, and a lot of my, a lot of my old, uh, uh, Jerry's win was there as well because I, I think he's coaching now too. Uh, Dan Inman. Where, where, where's, uh, where's Jerry's? I'm, uh, I think he's at Oconee. Um, him and, uh, Tyson Browning were together. So I'm assuming okay. that he may yeah. be doing something with Oconee. Um, Coach Rick son, John was there. And I remember John when he was, when he was there, um, running around with us. So, um, so it, it was good to see everybody and, and good to see, you know, what's been building, you know, up in Athens. Absolutely, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of uh, connections we have that we can get on the show. Um, we, we've got some things in the works. I got round two, hopefully cooking with uh, Christian LeMay, uh, Hap Hines, if that uh, if that's a name that Georgia fans, if you want to uh, look that one up, uh, got a got a kicker. So that'll be interesting to talk to here down down the pike. But um, so so you you watch practice, you, you got to tour the facilities, things like that. The the training room was was second to none. The arcade. Did you get to play the arcade games? I did not. I was busy um, talking with Bobo and uh, I Sean Williams and, and Jarvis Jones up there too. Uh, two guys that I played with as well. Um, I mean, it was really just seeing everybody, um, you know, getting in, talking ball with these guys, um, and just kind of seeing their their day to day operations. I mean, which is really really impressive with how they do it and and everything like that. So um, it is. I mean, it's a world old machine. You know, if you if you think for one second that you can do what they do, you're sadly mistaken. Right. You know, yeah. High school level as, as us being coaches, I mean, because it is get you some all day until you leave that facility. Yeah, it it, it seems intense. So let, let's let's dive a little deeper in the day to day. I mean, you got to sit you got to sit in on meetings, things like that. Did you? I mean, did you stay through the whole? Like, were some of the coaches privy to like the whole process of a full day of oh, yeah. practice, or how, um, how did that work? We sat. Um, so when I first got there, I sat through the team meeting. Um, the team meeting is is absolutely awesome. I mean, their meeting room is is second to none. Um, every day, you know, Kirby, Kirby starts off with, um, you know, scenes from practice. Um, and um, he'll get up there and he'll talk about, hey, intensity and all this stuff, learning how to practice, things like that, um, which he said by the fall, you know, he shouldn't have to have that speech anymore. Um, and a lot less, you know, nice language, as I just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. And uh, we, you know, we all we all heard the, the we all heard the leaked audio. Oh, but and let's just say that that audio is not leaked, by the way. 
Um, he says that on the microphone at practice. So when people oh. say, oh, this is leaked, no, he, he, he said that. He, he really did. There's nobody with a fake camera or anything out. No, he said that, literally, Yeah. Um, which is amazing to me. Um, but uh, during the team meeting, um, you know, they go over practice schedule, things like that. Their special team in the team meeting lasts like 10 minutes, and it is talking, 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 then, all right, y'all good? All right, let's go. You know, so it is very businesslike. Um, then the first day I sat in uh, with BMAC, um, Brian McClendon and the receivers, me and Aaron Smith were sitting right next to each other, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. He is, he is a phenomenal young man, by the way. Um, just seeing his, his, his attention to detail. Um, yeah. You know, he was helping some of the younger guys, too, as well. Um, so it was really cool. Yeah, I love that, man. I, I, I love hearing that, you know, the receivers are kind of taken to it. And, and you know, th- there's a lot of competition in that room. Mm-hmm. So what was BMAC's meeting like? Like, what you know, when, when you get down from the team meeting, obviously the intensity of a team meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, does the does the position meetings match the intensity? Is, is it like oh, yeah. a, more of a teaching session? Is it, you know, what what is that like? It is more with the way the technology is today. You know, they can send out the playbook and the pretty much the schedule immediately. So once they once they're done with their with their uh, staff meeting, they can go ahead and send it out. Um, so all you gotta do is look at your phone or your laptop, and you kind of know what's being installed yeah. and what's going on the day before. So basically, the the position meeting is more so of a refresher. Like, hey, this is what y'all saw. We sent it out to you last night. This is what we got. Any questions? All right. If there's anything else that's kind of changed in between. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like that so um and basically just going over the schedule um for the day you know so it's it's pretty much you you have to set your playbook i mean obviously if anything new goes in um they go over it but i mean it's pretty much you're you're independent i mean it is this is what we're going to do these are the drills we're going over it's basically just an explanation of what's going on um obviously because it's spring um you know ain't too much film to go over other than a couple plays from practice before which, by the way, Kirby goes over that, and we'll call mm-hmm. you out in any meeting. Oh, yeah. Any particular time. Does he just pop into all the meetings? No, he's there the whole time. Any meeting that they go over, he's there the whole time. He go. He was in there for the team meeting, obviously, because he's doing most of the talking. He was in there for special teams. He was in there for the defense, obviously. And he came in for the uh, offensive team meeting um, that Coach Bubble had um, before they broke up for position meetings. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he is heavily involved in every single thing um, that they do. So it's not like he's just – off and shaking hands and kissing babies no he is in every single meeting he knows everything that goes on i love that man like attention to detail has got to be the most important part and the reason why that we're going for three peat uh national champions and the reason why we've been so successful since kirby took over uh having four having uh already three national championship appearances winning two of them Mm -hmm. uh and, and several new year six bowls and things like that and then the success that he has you peel back the curtain a little bit, you can see why the intensity, the attention to detail, uh, the the way they the way they operate the meetings. No stone is left unturned. He's making sure he's making sure those guys get the information to learn the information, which is what I like uh, from from a head coach. It funnels down into the assistant coaches, and you can tell just everything. Like even though it's intense, does it did it seem like? a calm intensity like hey we got this we just gotta you know we just gotta inject some energy into you and some juice oh, absolutely not it was organized chaos i mean he's got that microphone at practice and um they say he didn't realize that there was a microphone that hooked up to the speakers outside um so he was hoarse every day but once he figured out that there was a microphone i mean he is basically coaching with the microphone so if he didn't like anything you heard it if they were moving slow you heard it like it was 
he was paying attention to every single person. And it, and it was amazing how he could see every single thing that was going on. Um, mm-hmm. He would have his back turned and he would see what was going on behind him. I mean, it was it was really impressive. Um, but the intensity of practice, I mean, it is get your butt here, get here now. You're being lazy. Um, tighten up. Y'all act like y'all tired. I mean, it was it was very, very impressive, you know. And just seeing the kids like not bitching, moan. Oops, sorry, but not just not complaining. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. about it. You know, it was more so like, all right, man, let's pick this thing up and let's go. Because the punishment is, I mean, you got to run out of practice uh, with, with uh, Coach Sinclair. So yeah. it's like, no, nah, dog, we, we don't want to do that. So let's pick nah, it up. Right there. Yeah. Coach Sinclair is pretty creative with his punishment runs. So yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to, there's a scale, F around and find out. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to, you don't want to test that. Absolutely you Absolutely. really don't. Um, after seeing the pictures of Brenton Cox doing wheelbarrows in the stadium during the during a spring scrimmage, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would. I'm pretty sure that's a pretty good deterrent um, yeah. for, and for getting the, in trouble. And the best thing that that I learned, um, you know, one, one of those things to where preferential treatment to players. No, Brock Byers got cussed out. I mean, Nolan Green, you know, who was who was repping the corner uh, with the ones he got cussed out. I mean. Um, Every, everybody's fair game with him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Marcus Washington, who I play with, his son is now at Georgia now too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he just had a rough day. And uh, Kirby said, I'm glad your daddy here to see you get kicked out. You know what I mean? So he, he does yeah. not he does not bend the rules. I mean, everybody's fair game. Um, yeah, even coaches, if the players aren't moving like they're supposed to, he's getting on the coaches too. You know, and, it, and nobody takes it personal. You know, everybody just right. comes and does what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean it's it's not meant to be that way. So yeah, I mean I that that's good, man. I I love that. I just love hearing that the practices are intense. I love hearing that there's no preferential treatment. That's that's great. Now let's talk like your observations from practice mm-hmm. as far as personnel. We we've kind of previewed a little bit. We've kind of talked about some of these things. You saw firsthand that first of all with uh were the pads on, and let's start with the quarterbacks. Like, what's your assessment of the quarterbacks just from what you saw over that trip? Um, from what I saw, um, you know, if I'm going into game one, um, Carson Beck is definitely the guy. I mean, kick is pinning. I mean, he he looks comfortable in the pocket. I mean, our offensive line, I mean, Amaris Mims is a large human being, okay? Um, Tate Rattledge is a large human being. So, I mean, these guys up front are absolutely massive, you know? So, they they were walking by me, you know, they were going to walk through, and I'm like, oh, my God, just looking up at him like, Jesus Christ, you know? So, um, talking to Coach Searles, I mean, Mims could pretty much play anywhere across the line, you know, if he really wanted to, you know, but he's holding down tackle spots. So, I mean, but with Carson Beck, I mean, the way he's coming out, coming the balls coming out of his hand, the way he's commanding the offense right now, I think he's the guy, you know. So that number two spot, though, is going to come down to a battle because Brock and Gunner look very, very good um, when I was up there. So um, they're battling. I mean, they're working together, obviously, as well, but it's obviously a competition at practice. I mean, they're all getting equal amount of reps. So it's not like one's getting more reps than the other one. Like like we talked about earlier in the earlier episode, you yeah. know, split the reps. They haven't, they yeah, they haven't determined the pecking order just yet as far as oh, reps yeah. go. Like sometimes they're going to go with the ones and Beck go with the twos and vice versa with Brock, you know. So they kind of spin it around a little bit. So, I mean, watching one-on-ones and stuff, I mean, those guys are – there. there's no drop-off at all. The only drop-off that I saw um, with Carson is, is his speed. But, I mean, he's still – he can still get out the pocket. He can still maneuver in the pocket as well. Um, Gunner broke um, like a power read type deal that I saw. Um, yeah. that he's obviously got wheels, um, and uh, Brock did as well. So on a zone read. So I mean, it is it is going to be a competition. But if I had if we had to play tomorrow, 
it would definitely be Carson Beck. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got a text from you during while you were on the trip and you said Car- Brock is a beast. Carson is the starter, but the other two aren't far behind. So that mm-hmm. you know, that that pretty much they're definitely not far behind. Brock Powers is definitely a beast. You know, me and uh, Terrence Edwards sit were right beside each other watching during the team period during one on ones. We're like, this young man is is special. He's mm-hmm. definitely the best tight end in the nation, hands down. For sure. But we got another one. You know, Lucky's there. Um, you know, Sperlin, Pierce Sperlin. Well, he he's injured right now, but he's uh he's so supposed he, to be. He he is a he is a specimen himself. Uh, Talk about Delt. What what is he? What does he? Had a rough day. <laughs> he he kind of <laughs> got, got the Kirby foot the butt a little bit, but I mean he bounced back the next day. So I mean you know you're gonna have those days. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we legit have three tight ends just like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean it is gonna be tight end city. They do a lot of stuff. You know, with tight end, eleven personnel, twelve personnel. Um, is it 20- still very similar to to last year's offense? Did Bobo kind of adapt? Very, very, very similar. Um, they do. Um, they kept a lot of terminology in, and Bobo just kind of sprinkled his 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 um his flavor on it a little bit. Um, but they do just so much, you know, within the offense to where it's simple, you know. Mm-hmm. So where you're at, that's what you play. You know what I mean? So. Um, you just kind of got to know the con. It's basically you just got to know the concept of what's going on. And I mean, it was it was quick. It was easy. I mean, they're using you know headset stuff at practice, um, which is kind of the same thing we do here. Um, just so you get used to it coming down from from the top, and you can hear it, and you know you can roll with it, signals and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it was it was really impressive how they did everything. Yeah, that's. I mean, headsets are headsets are important. I I think it's a you know it, it seems kind of silly to have headsets at practice, but I, I think just getting used to hearing the call is good. But um, you're a wide receiver, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the wide receivers. We got two new ones: Ra Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovett. We got some mm-hmm. of the freshmen uh, that's coming in. Um, then you have Dylan Bell, who was a standout freshman a year ago, uh, and then you have the the incumbents, Arian Smith. Uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, and you have Lad McConkey, those guys. So talk about the weapons there on on the perimeter. Uh, who who seems to who's making the biggest push? Like what what are the one who are the ones right now? Who's making the push for playing time? Who's going to be a sleeper? Like give give me all the give me all the lowdown on the on the wide receivers. Oh man, well let's just say that uh, Meeks, Rosemey, Jack Saint. Um, by the way, Meeks is a huge huge human being okay mm-hmm. i was very impressed by the fact that this yard, large young man can run and do the things that he does okay rosemary jack saint is a very tall um aj body type style but but more muscle um at the moment um, he's only listed at six two that's probably he's a big, he is a big six two okay uh with Pazel. um arian smith is arian smith man he is a he's a student of the game i mean i, I enjoyed sitting next to him and listening to him um, he'd ask me questions and stuff too as we went. Um, Lab McConkey is going to be Lab McConkey. You know, he, oh, by the way, he got yelled at too for fumbling. Um, so don't fumble, was, lad. Come on now. That was not a good deal uh, with Kirby at that particular point. But those four guys, um, right now are the are the staple of what we do. Um, they do a really good job. Um, the new kid, um, I think you just mentioned him. Um, name, what's his name? What's his name? Give me just a minute. I had notes. That I wrote down. Oh yeah, Dylan Bell did a really good job as well. Um, I was really impressed with him. You know, I think the coaches really love him too. He's very physical. Between him and Arian Smith, 
Um, those are the two most physical guys that we got um, right now on the perimeter. Um, but, you know, our two new guys that came in that just transferred in, Ron Rod Thomas and um, Dominic Lovett. And Dominic Lovett. Um, Lovett right now, he's the one, in my opinion, right now. He's the better of the two. Uh, Ron is just kind of raw right now. Um, he, he's still kind of learning. But the great thing that they do is they still practice up to where, you know, the new guys that come in like Lovett and Ron Thomas, you know, they um, they get reps as well. Like while the ones and twos are going, they're still getting reps. You know what I mean? But it's just not with the ones and twos. So right. um, if you don't see them with the ones and twos, I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much. You know, you still got fall camp, but they're still learning the offense as well. So they're new. Um, but love it. I mean, he's the real deal. I think he can definitely help us. I mean, going 10 personnel this year, I mean, is going to be absolutely wonderful. I mean, going empty, you know, yeah. is going to be absolutely wonderful. If you want to take hours out, you know what can I mean? Can he be a jet sweep guy per, yeah. per se? Most definitely. Most definitely. So, I think Arian right now is the jet sweep guy, um, but you know you got a bunch of guys over there that that can get the job done. So um, I didn't really get to see the the new guys that came in, other than those guys. Um, but you know, BMAC's doing a phenomenal job with them. I mean, they're they're very receptive, um, and and they're competing. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's the main true. thing. So we're going to throw screens, things like that. So they got Bay blocking the perimeter, and that's one thing. You know that that Kirby harped on and BMAC harped on while we were in the meet. And we also know that how Bobo is about physicality. Yeah, he 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 wants you to block on the perimeter. That's <laughs> that's for sure. You don't block, you don't get the rock. So, Denylon uh, Morset, did he did he stand out at all? Um, I didn't get to see him very much. Um, you know, from talking to everybody and doing all that stuff, you know, I kind of missed a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, but just watching like Dejan, um, Brantz Robinson, um. You know, because I tried to kind of watch the running backs as well. Um, yeah. I mean. Branson's a man child. They're calling him Baby Chubb, right? Look, man, that he broke one, and he's got speed. I mean, it is it is impressive to watch that young man run the ball. Um, got to see my boy Dejan. Um, first one out the meeting. Man, what's up, Coach Troop? So, um, good to see him. He's gotten bigger. I mean, he, he looks phenomenal. So, I mean, he is – it's going to be a good year to be a dog, yeah. i tell you that. Yeah, definitely. I mean – so, so three peats on, right? <laughs> At least it, offensively, it, we're 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 not going to skip a beat, huh? If it is any indication of how practice went, I mean, the, the three peat is is definitely on. You know, I think is I think the only people that can beat Georgia is Georgia right now. Um, you know, just seeing how how just when people talk about oh Kirby's lost a team, he doesn't know what he's doing, decision he's making. Y'all should go to practice. You know, if you ever get a chance, you know, if you got all this to say. Just go to practice and watch, you know, and being a Georgia fan, you know, we do this podcast mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, we're very objective and we're, we're supportive and stuff like that, but we're also coaches as well. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the decisions are made, we're like, mm, that's a head scratcher, but when you go to practice, you'll see why those decisions are made. I mean, it yeah. is very, very clear why they're doing this. There, there's definitely a rhyme and a reason as to what they're doing, what they're, why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Does, does it make it easier? I mean, I, I sense that, Every period is highly competitive, matching guys up and putting guys in oh, yeah. pressure cooker. That's why – do you feel like that's why it's easy to make the evaluations? Oh, yes. Every period outside of a walkthrough is a competition, every single period. Um, they do a really good job of practicing. So why we're so good at, at tackling? Because we tackle, you know, not take them to the ground, but fundamental part of tackling every single day is what they do. Um, so, outside, like I said, outside of a walkthrough, I mean, and, you know, 
routes on there and stuff like that. I mean, it's a competition for every single thing that they do. So I mean, it's it's real easy to see who's gonna who's gonna get the job done and who's not. Right. That's good. I mean, that that just makes it easy. So, um, but you you so you mentioned tackling. You mentioned the defensive side of the ball. Michael Williams uh, has now since since you saw him has suffered a foot injury. But I mean, I you you could, you could tell in the peach you could tell all season long. But really, like in the Peach Bowl and down the stretch of the season, he was a beast, especially when Nolan Nolan Smith went down. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to be the real deal, given that he recovers fine from his foot, which I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. But um, what it you know, obviously he he was the the show the showpiece there at the outside linebacker position. We mm-hmm. know that he confirmed that. What other pieces? Now, I, I I would like if I was there, I probably would have focused defensively on the outside linebackers because there's been so much movement at that position. But like defensive front wise, like linebackers in general, mm-hmm. uh, defensive front guys, like what stood out to you besides Michael Williams? That one was was pretty obvious. Uh, watching these big young men run. Okay, I mean they're talking about chase the ball. I mean I watched mm-hmm. Stackhouse chase the ball from the middle of the field. Okay. Loose contain and chase the ball all the way to the sideline and make the tackle. You know what I mean? So watching him run, Barry Alexander, watching him run, Chambers, watching him run, those guys just watching them run is very, very impressive. You know, so it is a get to the ball right now. And if you ain't in if you ain't on the ball, like you're getting punished after practice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and it's not and for them, I mean it's not really an intense factor. It is I want to do this. You know, it is it is a want to get to the ball. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't get to the ball, you're getting called out. Because I mean, on the defensive side, it, it's a it's a tough deal when your coach is a defensive minded guy because he is yeah. looking at every single thing you he do. Hyper focused. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So on that side, outside of those guys, I mean, because I was more so looking at the offense. But I mean, those three those three really stood out to me. Um, I tell you what, between uh, Smith, Munden, um, Stark, uh, Taki Smith, Nylon Green, I mean. So many yeah, other. I was, ask, I was going to ask you about the back end. Like, what's the cornerback? Yeah, I, I, I feel like, and I've read some reports that he's really, he's giving Smoke Bowie the uh, Richard LeCount treatment, where he's just on him more than anybody else. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, <laughs> he's not very nice at times. I mean, he is. He calls out everybody. Uh, Gabriel Harris, who we played against TCC, mm-hmm. um, and you know, ended, ended up going to IMG. Um, he was giving him the business that day. You know what I mean? You're a five star and you're getting beat by three, you know, just things like that kind of keep you going. You know, yeah. so I mean it is highly competitive. Um, but the back end looks really good, man. They they look really, really good. Are, are they in tune finally? Like that was the yeah. that was the main issue was when we when we switched to zone coverages, they just sometimes break down in communication. Yeah, the communication factor is definitely they're they're still learning because obviously you got mm-hmm. some new pieces on the back end now too, as yeah. well. But um for for the most part, I mean, they look they look really really good, um, you know. Just watching everything that they do, um, and how they do it, um, you know. Coach Muschamp, um, Coach Schumann have done a phenomenal job on that side, um, as far as you know, teaching and correcting that stuff. Obviously, um, right, so right. I'm really looking forward to the spring game and kind of seeing how it all who plays where actually, um, yeah. because you see you see bits and pieces, and obviously, like I said, I was concentrating more on the offense anything but you definitely see you know that spark that they're gonna knock the hell out of you it, it is yeah. it's coming yeah no doubt i mean that's uh, that's uh that's pretty obvious uh if you if you've never if you haven't watched georgia football in the last six seven years um it's a much more physical bunch so 
They're going to they're going to thump you. So who is who's taking the Chris Chris Smith role? Who's taking over for him? I think Taki is. Um, just from looking at it, um, Butler had a, had a really good day. Um, I mean, in Stark, I mean, he is he's Stark to Stark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I think they they got a good rotation on the back end. Um, a lot of guys kind of played that spot um, when I was there. Um, Nylon Green was one corner uh, who looked really really good. Um, my team, <laughs> and, you know, we've been. We've been waiting on him for a long time. <laughs> We've been talking about him for a while. Yeah, he looks. I mean, he looks tall, strong. Um, but I didn't get to. I didn't get to see the other corner because we were on one side of the field um, as the coaches were. Um, but I mean, the back end's going. I mean, they're going to be fine. I mean, if you can guard those that we got a while right now, you, you, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I don't think there's any receiving core as a group better than what we got at Georgia right now, from tight end all the way out wide. Well, even the like even the freshman receivers are going to give you a good look because they're super talented. Like on scout team, you know, you're going to get those, and those guys are going to get to go against the, the ones on defense. So they're going to get good. I mean, just the recruiting factor has the reason why we develop is a because, you know, what you said, everything's everything's a high pressure competition. B, the the young guys are going against the ones, whether it's the young def, whether it's the young defenders or the young. Uh, offensive guys, uh, whether it be linemen or, or or skill guys, backs, whoever, young. Everybody's getting work from ones, twos, and threes, fours, five, whoever, whatever you're at, you're getting work somewhere. Yeah, like you're you're getting evaluated. So if you transfer from the University of Georgia, that's on you, big dog. Like that, mm-hmm. that is definitely on you. Yeah, I, I see you that. Just didn't. You just you you were the odd man out, which it happens, especially when you come into a highly competitive school. You know, things like that. You know, it's not anything bad on your part or anything like that. But, you know, from a competitive standpoint, you know, this job, this guy is better than this guy. I mean, it's it's completely – it's night and day. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I respect that, you know. And, you know, if you've noticed, not many people have transferred out of Georgia. You know, if they no. transferred, it's because they just weren't that guy, you know. And they go on to be really good because they finally got that opportunity, you know, yeah. better somebody else. They, they were just stuck in a numbers game at Georgia. They go to Arkansas. And, mm-hmm. and or they go wherever, and they end up standing out. And yeah, White Landers. I mean, he was able to come back and do our pro day um, mm-hmm. at UGA, and there was no hard feelings. I mean, he was just he just wasn't that guy at that particular time. You yeah. know, I think he, I think he had a great season. I think he's going to do you know very well with his opportunity. Um, but when you're not that guy at that particular moment, you know, I think it is. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, we talked to Christian about. It. I mean, he was, he was kind of in that similar situation. He goes to Jacksonville State and ha, you know has has a good good end of his college career and and gets into, you know his if you want to go back and listen to his story, uh, we have a full episode on him. But you know, it just you know transferring is. I think fans get wrapped up in like, you're 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 dumping us. You know, you're leaving the G. You're betraying us. When really it's. Yeah. Hey, I got to do what's best for me. It Absolutely. didn't work out, and a lot of guys and a lot of guys that transfer, the the majority of them, there's no hard feelings. It just for whatever reason didn't work out. Now some they get in trouble, they get kicked off, kicked mm-hmm. out, or some are bitter. I mean, it's just just the, kind of the way of the world. But they, again, it's it, it's a competition. Some people can handle it, some people can't. And so, um, I, I you know I, I was thoroughly impressed with the reports. I, I've seen. You know, I follow the social media accounts and stuff, and I'm thoroughly impressed. Kind of just the what I see from even just those small snippets of videos of the guys and what they're doing. I mean, you can't really gain a whole lot from that, but in some ways, you can. So it's uh, whatever you see, add about a thousand percent more intensity to that Mm 
um, because they're boss to the wall the whole entire time. And let me say this as well, just because he was a five-star when he came out or whenever he gets there, he ain't a five-star no more. He's low man on totem pole. And yeah. he's going to have to prove it, you know, for not, not just to, you know, his position coach, but to Kirby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he is a results guy. He, he cares about the result. What is the result? If you right. go to class, you're just supposed to do the result. You're going to graduate. Right. You're just supposed to do on the football field or result. You're going to play. You know what I mean? So he's very result driven. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're that's what you want to do, that's what that's the guy you want to play for. You, you'll survive. If, if you can't handle it, then you might want to look to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's just not going to be not going to be a good thing for you. So, well, that bell is a good omen. Um, so we we uh, again we're we're presented by Row One, uh, the Row One brand uh, as well. Uh, vintage art watches. They take uh, they take old pieces of art. So you're wearing you have a museum on your wrist. Mm-hmm. It's just a one one uh, one art museum, but it is a work of art on your wrist and it's a good show piece. I heard the thing about dress code earlier on your announcements. Uh, it will definitely get you in dress code at most places. Absolutely. Uh, a cool piece, cool conversation piece. So go to row one brand.com dogs. 20 is your promo code 20% off. Make sure, uh, make sure you order. So um, also subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, find us anywhere. You find your podcast, Sirius XM app, Apple, Spotify, um, anywhere that you get us, find us, like us, subscribe, drop a comment, uh, tell a friend, shout it from the rooftops. So, um, but as, as we approach G day, we'll discuss kind of more of this stuff, more in depth. We'll, we'll kind of break down and, and, and just kind of compare recent practice notes to things that you've seen, uh, mm-hmm. as we, as we push through the spring, uh, now that you got your, uh, now that you got your idea of kind of what, what you've seen and what you've heard and what you've been through uh, at the UGA Coaches Clinic. I, I think that'll be valuable uh, for for this uh, as we grow. So, um, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and the Row One brand for Israel Troop down in Ware County, the newly minted Braves fan. I'm Corey Burton here in Nashville, Tennessee. And until until next time, go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.